I'm Tina. I'm Meg. I'm Drea. And I'm Jess. And this is Pardon My Stash. Welcome to Pardon My Stash, a podcast about knitting within the fiber arts and how awesome it is. Before we get into today's topics, let's find out what we are working on this week. Drea? I am working on my Hestia beanie still by Eliza B. Makes. I am using a hundred ravens, a sear in annotated, and I am using Malabrigo Rios in Azul Profundo. And nice. it's going to be a Seahawks hat. It looks really good. It does look good. I'm that really green. happy with it. I'm very jealous of pop. the Seahawks colors. It's the not green, too late. The green does pop. No. Fine. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not switching teams. Nice Fine. try, Dre. You can't just do that. <laughs> I tried. No. Sorry, Seahawks. <laughs> tried to get you another fan. No, I'm just addicted to that. Garoppolo. Who isn't? Meg? Um, I'm knitting the Mother and Child Reunion Blanket, or I'm trying to, by Kathleen Dames Knitwear Design. Um, I'm knitting it out of uh, some Barocco Vintage Chunky that I have dyed. One of a kind color. Ooh. It's like a pastel I like it. Yeah. It's um, it's actually like the... the it's a mix of two colors that we have. The The base was... Elvish wedding dress, and it's overdyed with Harold's crystal. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, so yeah, it's got that blue overtone. It's got a pale blue yeah. and lots of little colors in it. So nice. experimental dyeing, experimental knitting. We'll see if I can actually pull this off. I Is believe that, in you. Hmm? I believe in you. No, thank you. Is that a center start? Yes, and I have. Uh, it looks like that. Well, I've thank never God. done a center start before. Yeah, once so. you get there, you're good. It's <laughs> yeah, just no, the, it, the starting is uh, god awful. But here's yeah. the thing: this is one of nine squares. Oh, you have to do it nine times. Nine times. Oh, Godspeed. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Jess, um, I am doing a crocheted Christmas ornament cover by Susan M. Allen because I'm still procrastinating on starting a second mitten, but. <laughs> You told me you were going to do it today. What happened? I know. I changed my mind because I didn't feel like casting on. That's fair. That's fair. It, it's it's like it's a, a and it's two inches of, of ribbing cast on. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather do another fun little project. So right on. We're going to do that. <laughs> Very nice. Tina, what you working on? I am also working on the Hestia beanie and I am using Juniper Moon Moonshine in honeycomb and snow cone which is confusing because snow cone is red it's going to be a 49ers hat. i have the 49ers hat uh i'm still working on my ribbing but i'm getting there it looks good Um, yeah i'm making progress i'm just being you know relaxed and slow and if it gets done this oh, season, you're enjoying good. the knit. Yeah, it's kind of weird doing that now. Look, even if you're not wearing it, you could be knitting it while watching. Exactly. Yeah. So. That's actually been when I've been doing it. Is so, been yeah, football see, games. It so. still counts. It counts. It counts. Be sure to check out our website, partofmystash.com, for more information as well as pictures regarding our current projects, patterns, and yarns. And now. Yakking about yarn with Tina. So we're going to yak about some yarn. 
Uh, today, I would like to talk about Jagger Spun Yarn. Jagger Spun Yarn is based out of Springvale, Maine. For the most part, they operate as a wholesale yarn provider, but also provide a retail experience for those looking for direct purchases. It is a family-owned business that dates back to 1884 when their ancestors came over from England as yarn spinners. That's a long time. It's a very long time. Good for them. Yeah, over 100 years. By the 1980s, they were distributing yarn to production weavers and knitters. And in 2014, they expanded to offer 50 and 100 gram hanks for retail customers worldwide. So they actually just recently started doing the 100 gram hanks that, you know, someone like you or me would purchase. Hmm. Considering how long they've been in business. (laughs) They create their yarn in the worsted spinning method. This type of yarn is spun by pinching the drafted fibers and leading the twist into them using fibers prepared in a parallel arrangement. Worsted spun yarn is smooth, lustrous, hard wearing, and has a good stitch definition for pattern knitting. They provide wool and wool blend yarn in 14 different lines of yarn, ranging from lace to bulky weights with 9 to 54 shades in stock for each yarn type. Our cast met Jaggerspun at a craft event in Massachusetts, and I enjoyed the feel of the yarn as well as the saturation of the, with the colors. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yes, they had a very cute little booth, and they had a lot of fun things in there. Uh, when we saw their booth, they also offered these adorable bouquets. I'm calling them a bouquet. I have I mean, no idea they if they called. Call, I don't know, but I'm calling it a bouquet because it's literally it looks literally looks like a giant bouquet of yarn. The bouquets are of Hank Minis that give you a nice representation of a sampling of the colors. So today I brought with me one of their bouquets I purchased from them back at that craft event, as well as a fade set in a blue cream tone. The bouquet is Heather 3 8 Sport DK. There are 12 50-gram, 166-yard skeins in various muted colors for a total of 1,992 yards. The fade set is in wool silk worsted. There are six 50-gram, 124-yard skeins in jade, juniper, basil, emerald, bottle green, and peacock. Take a feel and gander. Gimme. <laughs> mean. I think yeah. I got some of the... No, yeah. not, I think this is what I got I for got, the owl. I got... Uh, yes, you did. Only it was like very silky so yeah this yeah. fate this fate set's a little bit more silky this one's a little bit more hardy didn't we all buy from Jaggerspun? we did Jaggerspun? i think so but think we, we, all, we all kind of got different stuff we all i just got different stuff. i yeah. noticed that i had two very different sets from yeah. them so yeah. i thought i would feature them yeah no it's all good yeah i really do enjoy the silk blend i think it's I think you got yeah, the silk 50- blend too, Jess. Yeah, I think I did the too. The fade yeah. set is like this fifty percent silk, and it's really soft. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's really nice. It's smooth too. Yeah, it's very nice, and the bouquet is really nice too. Um, the colors are are demure, like kind of like a they're a little muted. Yeah, a little yeah. muted. It, it looks um, like fall. Yes, it's a very yeah. If you're gonna make something fallish, that that would be what you'd want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but both are really good for a nice fade or. If you wanted to do something, some kind of color combo or something like that. So really, really enjoy them. 
I just have my hand like stuffed in the middle of this bouquet. I see really that. Nice. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> That's usually a good sign from Drea. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's um, got I really a good feel in the hands. I really like the saturation too. The, yeah, yeah that's a nice, kind of yeah. a nice level of saturation. Yeah. Oh, it even says right here on the tag since 1898. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. a really long time to yeah. be in business. You know, yep. I have some of their yarn at home, and I don't think that I noticed that when I purchased it. Yeah, if you go to their site, uh, it actually goes all the way back to 1884. But that's when um, their ancestors came over. So 1898 might have been when they officially started their own brand because mm. he did originally come over as a spinner for a different mill shop very good to find out more about jagger spun yarn their instagram is at jagger spun and their website is jagger for this week's main topic we will be discussing technology and crafting tell me what that looks like as you may or may not know <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> let me let me tell you Drea. As you may or may not know, there is this thing called electricity, which fuels these. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know. It fuels these household and handheld devices to connect to this mystical internet. Tina. <laughs> yes, this is part of my gig. <laughs> Our podcast lives there. Did Stop. you know? Uh-oh. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Fortunately, the internet houses everything you could possibly imagine in terms of teaching yourself a new skill through a written or recorded tutorial to learning about new and upcoming dyers, designers, makers, and more. Technology has also provided us with lots of different tools and inventions to help make our crafting lives a touch easier. Unfortunately, as with everything, technology and the internet can also be used for not-so-amazing things and can turn into a dark and scary place for the newer crafter. Meg has touched on our fiber arts community online before in her previous segments briefly, but today we are going to discuss the different ways technology has shaped fiber arts as a whole. I do have a question I would like to pose to the group. What you got? Besides the movie idea I have about a Terminator series featuring a crafter as the protagonist where the crafts that they make become live through AI and then travel through space and time to take out their maker because whips have taken over the world and have destroyed the majority of mankind. Tina. What is the first technological advance that comes to mind when you think of something that has helped you as a fiber artist in the crafting community? YouTube. Next segment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that not? Does it, does it have no, to that's be it, like? No, that's fair. YouTube oh. is definitely a technological advance. Uh, having the ability to watch a video of someone performing a skill for you. Yeah. Uh, especially if you're a visual learner. That like is, me. For sure, a technological advancement. It could I've, be really I've anything. Learned, it's I've kind of an so open-ended many question. On YouTube. Yeah, I mean, I, it, to me, I feel like YouTube in general is has kind of destroyed or dismantled the whole pay for videos of skills industry because you really can't. I mean, unless you offer a really premium, premium product, but even then most people will just be like, now nah, just go to YouTube because there's a lot of people on YouTube that provide that premium product on YouTube without having to pay for some kind of monthly subscription or anything crazy like that. So yeah. I routinely send people videos of like good demonstrations of stitches if they're asking for help. To an extent, I agree with that. I just, I don't, I don't feel like 
crafting should be gatekept period like mm-hmm. i don't think that stuff should be it should be behind a paywall yeah like you shouldn't be like pay me a dollar to watch me show you slip slip knit like no that should not be a thing you didn't invent it. You don't have the right to gatekeep it. I just, I don't, it bothers me. Yeah. It, it really bothers me. Like yeah. it's something if you like, if you come up with a new technique and you want to trademark that and you want to market it, like fine, that's your business. But pay to, pay to show techniques that people have been doing yeah. for centuries. That's yes. kind of gross. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of like skills that have been around for right. a very long time. Right. It seems kind of silly to yeah. kind of gatekeep that from people who you know, otherwise might not be able to access it. Right. Um, but, you know, I personally, uh, my favorite technology advancement is just the tools that we have come up with over the years to be better crafters. Things like a winder. <laughs> 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 or a swift. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I know those are not, necessarily super recent but think like to the beginning of time till now before that you just had your unhappy child or husband or wife or whoever was around cousin uncle all right grandma grandma sit there and hold it up (laughs) hold this string for me i'm gonna roll it (laughs) um i was gonna go even more basic honestly yeah you got circular needles yeah circular needles because no <laughs> i don't even no. use straights Three. down with the straights so, man so i mentioned to you guys already that i have a um i have a friend very good friend of mine from high school who uh messaged me out of the blue the other day and, and asked me if i would teach her how to knit which it's like oh my god nobody's asked me to do that in years which is very exciting to me um but then she was like do i need to buy anything before i get there which, number one, no, I have, like, an, a buttload of yarn in my basement. But on the other hand, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, no, do not buy straight needles. I'm not going to show you how to knit on straight needles. We're not even going to start with that. Like, I believe in that, too. I, she's like, going to be the first one I teach on circulars. On circulars. <laughs> I think straight needles they can have a be place. A, they have a place, yep. and you can have a preference for them if that's what you want to do. But there is just so much more flexibility and things that you can do without introducing additional tools. They have a place, um, just not in my knitting anymore. Right. Ever. No, I Again. mean, like some people prefer the uh, straight needle and then seam it up experience, which is fine. Um, but I think there's an additional skill that you have to learn with that where you could just learn the skills of doing increases and decreases on a circular Mm. and make a seamless object. So I don't know. I think it just, maybe it's, we have very strong opinions about straight needles (laughs) at this table. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair. I don't don't like, but I'm not like hating on people that use straight needles. Like that's fine. It's just, it is one of those things. Like if you are going to buy one type of needle, like, if you have limited funds and you can only buy one, it makes way more sense to buy circulars because you can knit flat and in the round on them. You can right. do that yeah. on straights. Mm-hmm. And straights are also super unwieldy. And they are tough before you get that muscle memory because they're hanging out in space and they're super long. And if they're I not actually long, started getting carpal tunnel from yeah, using the straight well, needles. Well, the way that you have to hold your hands, it's so much more awkward. Yeah. Um, you know, that's and I'm, I'm I really am not hating on straights. The first probably five six years of my knitting, yeah, everything I did everything on. Straights. I think for all of us, yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
I just I think in in hindsight, if we're talking about technology that has advanced, like the circular is just it's just so much easier, mm. way easier. Mm-hmm. Jess, do you have any technology that you enjoy? I mean, I also enjoy the YouTube, but it's love hate because I have to find the right YouTubes. <laughs> oh no, that's fair. That oh, is you don't fair. want twenty minutes intro in the beginning of like. <laughs> The inspiration from this came from that piece of pottery standing in my no, window. You know what I hate? And I'm sorry, listeners, you won't be able to, when they were like, okay, and here's a yarn, and we're going to start here. And it's like, you'd like, you know, you got to go from the front to the back, like this, like the front to the back. You're going to remember, you got to go from the front to the back. Okay, and you're going to put the yarn through like this. Okay, let me show you that again. We're going to put the yarn through like, let me, I'm like, can you just do the stitch one time first and then yeah, slow it down? Yeah. Like, please, please, because now I'm confused. Now I'm lost. Now I'm bored. Now I'm like distracted. And I don't want to do this project anymore. Like, no. Just no. tell me how you really feel. Well, that to be so fair, <laughs> you really should just show the technique quickly first because that way if somebody is a little bit more comfortable with knitting can just, oh, okay, that's how you do it, and they move on. And then someone who may not be as comfortable, okay, now I'm going to slow it down. Yeah, I can do now the slow Now I'm going to do it step by step. always the rewind yeah. function and where pause you can go back. And, you know, but, um, no, but I, I also I hate when when I like go to watch a video and it's a it's a three minute video, but the first minute and thirty seconds is just like their hands moving the yarn around. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I was talking about. And they're just kind of like moving it and like showing it off. And I'm like, no, just show me the technique. Just please, just do it. I'm here just for the technique. It. And I'm like fast forwarding, and then I miss the technique and I have to go back. <laughs> This household has no patience. <laughs> None at all. Listen, I got stuff to do. My kid's going to wake up in a minute. Like, I need you to tell me this now before she's asking for Bluey. Like, let's just go. <laughs> all, all right. Um. So I think another great thing uh, about advancements and crafting, uh, <laughs> uh, just like the quality of needles being produced these days. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yep. And and honestly, quality in different types of materials too, because yeah. you could have you there. The wood needles have come a long way. Yeah. Metal, yes. I used to hate metal needles for the longest time. Really? I did not because oh my God, I, I, them. I liked um I liked that my wood needles would kind of catch my yarn a little bit more, so I wouldn't just slip every They're five stickier seconds. Stickier and they yeah. don't fall off as easily. But like I could see that. I will say that I don't know if they'd made a change. I don't know if there's like some like new like thing that they put on the metal I have no idea but the ones I get now are a little bit easier to use there are still certain types of materials like this alpaca that um, I have to use wood Mm. because it just flies it just goes off the needle every time I try to use metal it's just like and I'm like stop it it's (laughs) like what (laughs) (laughs) that's a technical term that's a technical term uh, that's a technical first. term for losing your stitches. They go <laughs> They go, go <laughs> But the, the points too on needles, like the fact that they come in different. Types. We've talked about yeah. this before. Just, yeah, just, just did a whole segment mm-hmm. on it. But like that, you yeah. can you can go out and pick the certain point for Sharper, the project that you're duller, doing instead yeah. of just like. I tell you, I have I inherited like probably ninety percent of my grandmother's knitting supplies. 
And I look at her needles and I'm like, I have no idea how she did this because oh, they're, yeah, you know, they're too, all man. super blunt. They're all the 14 inch long straights. <laughs> yeah. And this, she knit whole Afghans on those things. And I'm like, God, how? speed, grandma. Like, and they were beautiful. And that's what they had to, to do with. But man, I, ugh, I can't imagine that it was a very pleasant experience. Moving on from tools and technology and what you use, when it comes to the internet, what online spaces do you find to be the best places for a fiber artist to be? YouTube! <laughs> Thanks, Drea. Well, I understand what you meant when you said that earlier. No, no, so, but a community. I know. It, it, you know it I understand here. that YouTube is a, a, a type of community, but maybe maybe there's other things but YouTube. You know what? Just turn off the episode now. Just go to YouTube, and that's that's all we got. That's all we got for you. Um, nothing else will help you. You actually no tools, no yarn, just YouTube. Just watch people knit. Um, so I have, I have a couple places that I go. <laughs> um, Meg bringing it back around. Back around. Go ahead, Meg. Um, uh, so I actually, I've been in a group on Facebook called Knitting Uncensored for the okay. last year. Um, it sounds like it's like super not suitable for workplace. It's really not. It's just that they don't like, you know, some groups like they gatekeep swearing and things like not gatekeep, you know what I'm saying? Like they restrict swearing. You're mm-hmm. not supposed to say things. Um, and it's just a really good supportive community where you can ask everything for like, would you use like this yarn for this project? Or I don't know what to do. Are these two colors working together? Or this is my first sweater. What do you guys think? Um, I found it super supportive. It's not like a, um, it's it's not like a snark community. It's actually really um, it's it's been really a good a good place to hang out. Um, I also spend a lot of time on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those boards I just like to read for the drama. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, another good source for both patterns, tutorials, and just good blog posts is uh, Tin Can Knits. Oh yeah, I like yeah. them a lot. They have really really good patterns. Um, they do step by step like they don't give you the the actual pattern for like like love note for example which is a super popular sweater that I really want to knit someday <laughs> um, but they don't they don't walk you through step by step of the pattern but they do tell you like you know the order in which you have to do stuff and and how it goes and and little tidbits and things like that so um, I think that's a really good source and if you do like their pattern their patterns do you walk you through every single step if you need it mm-hmm um, they're very big beginner friendly. Um, one community I was going to bring up was, uh, the fat crafters club on discord. Um, I jumped on that, uh, when I saw, um, fat test knits advertising it. And, uh, it's a really great community, even though it's about, you know, the name implies that you need to be uh, of a certain size to be on there. I don't think that's the point. The point of that community is to uh, bring together people to talk about sizing equity uh, inside the fiber arts community. So, um, and, you know, tips and tricks of like how to do customizations to patterns, like if you need extra room in the tricep area or if you need um smaller space uh, a smaller waist but a much larger hip and like you know just trying to find proportions and stuff and i've i found it really nice it's um and that's a, a worldwide one they have a, a bunch of different 
uh, channels on there for different uh, countries and continents and areas. Do they talk about like what to do if like, say, for example, like your waistline is bigger than your bust line? Like for adjustments? Because I know that's a huge problem. Most sweaters are like measure from the bus line and it's one of those spaces where you could ask that question and a bunch of people who have done it before will jump in and say oh yeah I've done that and this is how I do it I feel like that is so needed Um, I have I have seen um you know I've I've uh, sometimes too like I, I was venting too about um recently um just the constant call that we get for uh 3x to 5x test knitters and the hesitance that I have to jump on that because uh, of how we talked about, like, you know, wanting uh, those people that are making literally double, triple size garments in comparison to the standard sizes, not having enough time uh, and feeling the pressure to kind of make a, a, you know, that extra work in that timeline. And I had commented on that. And there was some people that brought up like different, like, you know, using Excel sheets to manipulate sizing and different designers that do that. And, but yeah, there's a couple of different um, channels that you can kind of go in. They have it pretty well organized. And yeah, I I just, it's been so far from what I've seen, I'm not active on there like crazy, but what I've seen so far has been uh, very supportive and um, nobody's, you know, everybody answers questions pretty nicely. And if you're into discord, (laughs) What about you, Jess? You got any communities you like? I mean, I like Insta. I like knitting TikTok. I don't really... I'm not a community person, so... <laughs> um, I, I try with the Discord, and I forget it exists, and then like I'll get pinged in something. I'm like, oh, yeah, I gotta catch up on that. And, and then off um, into the darkness she yeah, goes. And then I disappear again. And <laughs> so... <laughs> so I like ones that have pictures. <laughs> keeps her attention longer. I'm a lot like Jess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't go on any forums. I don't go looking for any communities. Usually if I have questions, I go to you guys first. I mean we're for a second community. there I thought you were going yeah. to YouTube. Well <laughs> if YouTube can't help uh. me <laughs> Yeah, you're right. You're the second choice. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> don't Good lie to, to me. <laughs> what you know me. um but to be fair um sometimes when i ask you guys for help you do give me youtube videos it's true (laughs) that's usually my good are we are we essentially your youtube search yes good to know not that i can't search for it myself google let me google that for you thank you (laughs) (laughs) i'll be uh heavily impressed by okay I have a I have a fun question. I have a fun question. What you got? If you could choose one invention that would be, make your crafting life easier, what would it be? And you don't need to know how it would physically work. I want something that will um, never give me yarn barf. Mm. Oh, like I want my yarn to always be perfectly ready to be knit. For no a issues. center pole, for a center pole, you're talking about any right? kind oh, of any pole. any just no yarn barf, no yarn barf. Wow. Yarn barf no longer exists. I feel like whoever would invent that would be quite the moneymaker or at least accolades. <laughs> if they did not make money, <laughs> they would get accolades. <laughs> I have one. I want a knitting machine that will let me put my sweater body on it so I can auto auto do my sweater. 
<laughs> when it's stuck net oh like you do the yoke and then you're just yeah. like and I here do, we go i do the yoke i do the yoke i split for the sleeves the rest of the body's just stock net until i get to the ribbing so i just need to do like i don't know 200 <laughs> rows and i'm like whip it on and just crank 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 and i'm gonna be i'm gonna make a sweater a week if i do that that'd be amazing it would be so nice i get so stuck on the body i really do that's really yeah once you get past the yoke you're like and all the fun is done yeah or or (laughs) even if it's not though like um like i can do sleeves it's the body is just it I will, I'm a big I will person say, and the body listen, has to be like two or three X and it's like, come on. Once you get, I will say dark academia. Once you get past the yoke and split for the sleeves, I thought it went so much faster. Oh really? Oh yeah. Because you're, you're like, you're doing, the color you're doing work. well, it's the color work. It at least keeps you like Busy. mind occupied. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm the same way. That's why I like literally I finished the yoke on Jazzagal in like two weeks and then it took me six months to finish the body and the sleeves. Yeah. Because it was all stocking it. Mm-hmm. Like, that was it. And I'm like, now I'm bored. Yep. I already know how to do this. This isn't, there's nothing new to learn. Yeah. I think that's why I chose such a interesting pattern for my first sweater. Because Makes sense. I've, I've heard of, like, stocking it woes for the body. So. It just gets so boring. I mean, it's, it's, it's also, like, it's a double-edged thing. Because, like... I also like it because it's the project I pick up when I can't focus on it. Like I have to like watch my kids or I need to pay attention to a meeting or something. Or you're like waiting in line. Yeah. Yeah. So I can pick it up real quick, do a couple stitches, do a couple rows, whatever. But it gets so unwieldy. Like sweaters just get so big. Yes. Even though it's just stocking at you're like lugging this butter everywhere. I would like something that makes a duplicate of what I'm doing mirrored. So you want a cloning machine, (laughs) but mirrored. Oh, mirrored. Yeah, like so the other the other sleeve or the other mitten or the other sock. Oh, I see. Or if I just want two of something and you won't notice that it's mirrored, that's fine too. But (laughs) now I have two. It doesn't have to be mirrored. It could just be a cloning machine. Yeah, but if it's it's not mirrored, then it doesn't work if you're doing like two gloves. Yeah, then you've got two right thumbs. No, you you could have a button that says clone or mirror. I yeah, do. that's acceptable. <laughs> yeah, get you one that does both, Jess. <laughs> get you one that does Why hasn't both? anybody invented it yet? <laughs> I need that. Beanies for market? Quick, let me do this one a thousand times. It's like, <laughs> every one I do is actually two. <laughs> yeah, because then you, yeah, exactly. You could just knit your one mitten and then... Yeah, and you're good to go. Mirror, good to go. And you can start a different project rather than having to do... That second minute. <laughs> <laughs> we just, we make knitting sound and crochet sound so joyous. Uh, it's joyous you know the what first it time is, around. It's just, yeah, it, it's, that's where it gets tough. It's like that second mitten or that second sleeve or Listen, that stockinette body. The second mitten is going to be great once I get past the two inches of ribbing, which is going to suck. And the Latvian braid. Oh yeah, that that was isn't that, that interesting enough? It was interesting, but it was like, and now she knows how to do it. My my yarn kept like getting. Yeah. I mean, it is twisted because that's what you're doing, but it was like it would roll weird, and then I didn't like it, and and yes, now I've done it, but um. <laughs> I love how, oh, I've done it already. This is boring. <laughs> I know how it's done now. I know what it'll look like. Screw this. There's no adventure. 
Wow. There's nothing more to learn. It would be like if you suddenly were like, I'm going to make a garter stitch scarf. (laughs) There is nothing to learn about this experience. We've done this all before. Yeah. I remember there was a time where I was like, garter stitch scarves. That's where it's at. You said you would never make anything else. I remember those words passing your lips. I remember saying that I don't need to learn the pearl stitch because all I'm ever going to do is garter stitch. I remember you saying that. What a boring, boring knitting career that would have been. Listen. You know what, though? At the time, it wasn't boring. Yeah. Right. No, hey, you don't have to tell me. I did and it then, for years. And then you pearl and you go, oh. <gasps> Suddenly New doors. up a whole vista of What is this stuck net that you speak of? <laughs> I tried to do a seed stitch purse one time. A seed stitch purse? You tried to do a seed stitch project? Because I didn't know what a seed stitch was. And I was like, oh, man. And I finished one oh, panel I- and I was like... That's enough for that. that again. <laughs> so I, one panel of seed stitch somewhere. I oh, thought, yeah. I thought you said you, yeah. a seed stitch purse. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Oh, you did. Okay. Yes, I, I thought did. you said, I thought you corrected and said like seed stitch project. And then I was like, no, no, it was a bag. And if she was making it out of this amazing, like, oh, yeah, it was real pretty. Rock, like, marled. Like, it was beautiful. It um, felt nice. It and, looked cool. And, and yeah. I can't I believe like, you ever were going to do like straight seeds. I didn't know. I'd never heard of it before. And the picture looked awesome. And I'm reading the pattern. I'm like, oh, interesting. And I actually did finish the whole panel. And I think I started the second panel. And I was like, I can't do this. This is, <laughs> this is terrible. I think it was called the monk seeds, bag or something. Seed like, stitch. Seed stitch is similar to brioche where it looks really fancy, but the stitch itself, once you understand what it's doing, is very, very easy to do. Yeah, it looks really mm-hmm. fancy. And the nice thing is it lies flat, so you yes. don't have to worry about it curling. But yeah, no, I, mean, I have it, knit whole seed stitch scarves. I've done a couple of them. And I look back on that now and I'm like, how did I do that? I don't even like doing... I don't know how I did that. Seed stitch like borders. Yeah, my bad. Um. Oh yeah, it was the monk's travel satchel. Um. It's it's really nice looking. Actually, it's on Ravelry. Like, that's mm. it's pretty. I it just I'm like it looked cool. It's and beyond your tolerance. Just couldn't do it. I just that's couldn't fair. do it. <sighs> Um, I don't know if it's still free now because uh, this was like years and years ago. I didn't even realize rivalry was a thing. But if you want to do it and you're okay with 18,000 miles of seed stitch, that's what it looks like to me. <laughs> yeah, then that that is what uh that is what she would you want. Eighteen thousand. I'm miles. estimating. <laughs> we can, uh, and it and it's very. Uh, it like condenses down into one travel bag. <laughs> so eighteen thousand miles 18, of seed miles stitch. Of seed stitch creates one creates travel bag. One travel bag. See why I didn't. Want that to sounds do like it. a horrible <laughs> stitch. Are you making it from cobweb? <laughs> I mean, I could have. <laughs> That's it for this week's topics. For additional content and opportunities to connect with the cast, check out our Patreon or our website at partofmystash.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Laugh, Tears, and Drea at Pardon My Stash. <laughs>